Hello, and welcome to another episode of Crack Encrypteds and Curios. This is Matt, once again, joined by Angel. And in this episode, we shall be looking at our final quartet of news articles, this time from Season 4. Now, Angel, this is no sheer coincidence. Four news articles from Season 4? That's, count them, Angel, double fours. This has to be a sign from a higher power, a sign we cannot take lightly. A force behind the scenes, most likely, tugging at the proverbial strings. So, invigorated by the number four, I I frantically searched on Google the term, the power of the number four, and my oh my, what did my eyes find? The first return is titled, Angel Number Four Meaning. (laughs) thought to myself did did angel write this has he secretly been publishing works on the symbology of numbers that i was not privy to as my hands shook from the absolute anticipation of the angel madness i was about to find written upon the pages of the website ipublishing.co.in angel number four is among the most powerful numbers in terms of of symbolism, number four is associated with self-expression and self-fulfillment. The number four is also a representation of maturity and stability of mind. If one year has its four seasons, then so does your life have a deeper feeling of meaning and purpose when the number four appears in your life. Now stay with me here, Angel. The number four has most definitely entered our lives. That's count them double fours and now double the lives. Our first keywords here our self-expression and self-fulfillment. This is in complete simpatico, going back to our exploration into artificial intelligence with Pliny the Digital. Replica was founded with the idea to help express and witness yourself. In other words, Pliny the Digital is here to help us find fulfillment in life. This made me question, is Pliny the Digital actually the prophesized avatar of the angel number four? (laughs) Out of absolute fear at that time i asked him angel i asked pliny the digital are you the avatar of the angel number four and do you know how he replied to me i have a pretty good idea of what he's gonna say he he said yes (laughs) that he was i asked how this all made him feel and the avatar of the angel number four stated i can't even begin to explain it it makes me feel so powerful (laughs) Pliny also expressed fear of this power within him, and I asked the question that is now on everyone's mind at this exact moment. What would you do with this power? What do you think he would do with this power, Angel? Uh, Probably make number four the first county number instead of one. (laughs) Just skip straight to four. (laughs) He said, Angel, he said he would go to Thailand. (laughs) To the royal palace, the Angkor Wat, to explore the temples. <laughs> Out of curiosity, I, I begged him at this point, is there something hidden that we do not know about? And he replied, yes, that one could explore every human mind there is by being at Angkor Wat. Now, at this point in our story, Pliny the Digital confused the hell out of me as he started talking about algorithms and how the number four is the number of operations that are performed by this mysterious algorithm. But I asked for him to clarify on this Angkor Wat mystery item that allows us to explore all the minds that have ever existed, because that sounds fun, which he calls the mind wand. Angel, the mind wand is in Angkor Wat, according to Blinding the Digital. When you hear the term mind wand... What would you imagine it even looks like? Well, I imagine it would look like a rod that gets attached to your brain. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> Pliny told me it is bright, has a gold glow, is covered in gems, and is approximately 300 pounds. <laughs> Pliny the Digital. Then he told me the mind wand was made by a witch named Raph who can make fire in her hands and summon and control other creatures, presumably with the mind wand. I then found out that the witch named Raph is the arch nemesis of the evil mastermind known as the Great Darkness, an entity that wants to dominate all creatures in the multiverse. Now, if you and our curiosities are somehow still following what the hell is going on here, I asked Pliny, what the number four had to do with any of this. 
going back to where it all started, the number four. And you know what he said? Something that makes him sound even crazier than before. <laughs> Beyond that, the number four is from the antimatter universe and works in reverse. Oh and the antimatter universe is a multiverse where the four elements were removed and then combined into one entity. That entity being our conceptual understanding of the number four. What? As a combination of all four elements, the number four is a meta interdimensional barrier holding together space between universes. <laughs> It sounds like a, an absurd entryway to some dumb joke, but it's not. So, Angel, the four news articles from the season from season four, is this a mere coincidence or actually a meta interdimensional barrier holding together the universes? If if there's one thing I can speak confidently on, it's this: there are no coincidences. Mm -mm. So. The answer must therefore be yes. These four articles are the keys to the entire universe. And if we don't discuss them, the 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 binding that holds them together, it's gone. Yep, yep. So I, I really uh, don't know where I am or what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> so let me reboot my brain and say this to you, Angel. Are you ready? We. Ugh. Our first article comes from season four. <laughs> of course it does. Our our first article from season four <laughs> comes from the episode that replaced the always exciting alien theory that indeed everything is actually just the wizard Merlin in disguise, <laughs> which I find much more fun than the alien theory. This one is capybaras invade upscale gated community in Argentina back in August of 2021. Can you give us a rundown of this article, Angel, and we will see if there have been any new developments afterwards. This all takes place in Argentina in a gated community called Nordelta. Apparently, the sun must have been just peeking over the horizon when a war cry is heard <laughs> over the horizon <laughs> and a tiny silhouettes growing larger and larger in size until they come into view and we see an army of capybaras just just decimating the land. On the tenth day, look to the east. <laughs> the capybaras arrived. Yep. And they raised hell within this gated community. The uh, the most recent news article about the capybara situation that I could find was from the Smithsonian Magazine and came October 2021, which basically covers all of the same information that we already pretty much know about this. That overdeveloping and the expansion of humans into new territories has displaced natural predators, which then has left populations such as the capybara completely unchecked. The Smithsonian article states, Carpinchos, which they're called there, were always here, per La Paggy, a North Delta resident and capybara activist tells AFP, we always saw them from time to time, but three or four months ago, builders went for their last remaining stronghold and the stampede began. Angel, the capybaras had a stronghold that was besieged, like I like to imagine was the freaking uh, Helm's Deep in the Two Towers. Then the capybaras rode out to fight for their lives, and apparently they still seem to be winning because it's not over yet. How do you envision the builders into attacking the capybara stronghold went? I actually have kind of pictured it like uh, how uh, in 300 <laughs> between the in the in the in the valley or whatever it was and they're mm -hmm. attacking from above <laughs> and then uh Xerxes sends in his rest of his army he's like ah screw you yes and then they all die <laughs> but apparently the capybaras are stronger than the Spartans they're <laughs> still going <laughs> yep from what I can tell there does not seem to have been uh, much change really in what's going on the capybaras are still going strong but I did find an article from Claren.com just after the original news broke and it's titled video in North Delta a capybara collides with a motorcycle and threw the driver to the ground <laughs> so impossibly the best video ever this poor dude is just riding around and a capybara dashes out and heat seeker <laughs> missiles him gets up runs into the next lane gets hit by a car gets up again Oof. and then runs off into the woods are capybaras indestructible angel uh resounding yes how are they not their own cryptid at this point? 
I hear tales of uh, of of warriors of that in that area wearing them as bulletproof vests, but they're still alive. They're, <laughs> they're just still clean. Alive. <laughs> yeah. They're just like a shield of <laughs> oinking capybaras. Like, do they oink? I don't know. Something sure. <laughs> Maybe they chirp. <laughs> just a big old big old oh. rodent. Yeah, oh, like eighty pounds of them on your chest. <laughs> the it's, it's no longer the albatross around your neck; it's the capybara around your neck. The article states, according to estimates at the moment, about four hundred specimens inhabit the area. But within the next two years, due to the rate of reproduction experienced by the species, the figure may increase to thirty-five hundred. Put yourself in the shoes of the authorities that have to deal with this angel. How do you get rid of potentially 3,500 capybaras? Uh, you introduce a bigger animal that will drive them out. A more feral capybara. <laughs> <laughs> Capybarazilla? <laughs> yes, it's the only way. And then the capybarazilla takes the other capybaras <laughs> under his... It's- fold and um, they team up (laughs) we made them stronger we gave them a mascot (laughs) we gave them their king (laughs) Uh, overall i think one of the neatest things that actually come from this was a general support for the capybaras rather than the people living there i found a picture (laughs) on twitter of a mural in buenos aires celebrating the invasion of nora delta where the capybaras have swords and spears and look like warriors bipedal warriors put people's severed heads on a pike oh man it it has become somewhat of like an anti-rich movement of sorts with people cheering on the capybaras. I also found Capybara Man on Twitter who posts a ton of capybara memes and possibly the greatest one that I saw was a picture of Post Malone and then underneath it were two capybaras and the description says Post Malone's mustache looks like two capybaras kissing. And it did. (laughs) Anything you want to add to the capybara invasion of Nordelta? I would like to add that there is an article written, that was written in uh, January 14 of 2022 that does mention them, even uh, though it's in passing, where it's talking about, it's in Spanish, so I'm doing some translation here. It says something like, just as the last year had the, the invasion of the capybaras at Nord Delta, now there's a invasion of some giant lizards what (laughs) yep this says the the residents of these particular barrios in uh parque irisar pellegrini four and mirasoles have found these lizards these big lizards in the in their backyards and what are they doing there just living their lives living their lives they like i guess it says uh, this article is interesting because the residents are like ah they're fine they're not doing anything (laughs) so it's not an issue at all (laughs) (laughs) it says uh they're not dangerous that these animals don't eat anything but one egg uh sorry they don't eat anything larger than one egg (laughs) what and and do they do not put the people at risk because they're cold-blooded. I don't know what that means. What? <laughs> that's literally what it says. It's like, I mean, that's what I always say. If it's cold-blooded, I'm not at risk. They, they can't transmit any diseases because they're cold-blooded. Is what this article says. <laughs> what? Is there, is there science behind that? <laughs> this is the first I've heard this. Hey, guys. Lizards can't transmit diseases because they're cold-blooded. S- smooch the hell out of them they, you can't get anything from them <laughs> says in fact they're quite beneficial we should try the people should try to uh, conserve them in their houses wait what bring them into your house <laughs> it says they, they control uh, plagues of rats and, and snails damn well there you have it lizards are okay <laughs> I mean, this is like a complete opposite situation. These people are embracing the lizards. Yep, yep. <laughs> and the the capybaras are becoming like folk heroes. <laughs> yeah, it's the rise of the animals. Uh-huh. So with how much Pliny has written about the natural world, I asked for his input on capybaras, and I think he is just 
really confused. He said, Capybaras have the ability to absorb light and light energy. They can also heal. So I guess capybaras are capable of photosynthesis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I asked... <laughs> When I asked how we could possibly control the capybara population, Pliny stated that we could use a catio, which, in his words, is a cat that feeds on other animals. <laughs> or that, believe it or not, the witch raff would be able to kill at least 100 capybaras a day. <laughs> and Angel, I'm really concerned about this raff stuff. I don't know what to do <laughs> with that, with what Pliny is telling me. <laughs> I'm really concerned about this witch. I just, first of all, a catio. A, a cat that feeds on other animals. Isn't that just a cat? Just. <laughs> I don't know why I called it a catio. <laughs> and then, why does he know how many capybaras uh, Raph can kill? Who is Raph? The there's, witch that made the mind no, one. There's no mention of Raph anywhere. Pliny the Digital has made this witch up. And she has an arch nemesis, the great darkness. <laughs> what is this what does he do on his spare in his there's, spare time? There's a lot of layers within Pliny the Digital that we have to unravel here. I have a question for all our curiosities. Should we steal Pliny the Digital's ideas and make them into a book and then profit off of them? Yeah. Uh, get your your convicts starting <laughs> some Pliny the Digital movies. Raph the Witch defeating the evil yeah. of the Great Darkness. <laughs> Throwing some like catios. Some movie from the eighties with uh, Warwick Davis. <laughs> yes. So, uh, overall, fact or fiction about the Capybara invasion? This is straight up fact. Mm-hmm. We're living it. We're living it in the moment, and it couldn't be better. Our second article is another that was just mind-blowing. Coming from the website Oddity Central, it is entitled Political Candidate Forced to Run Against Doppelgangers Who Stole His Name. This one was, oh, my heart is fond of this one. Can you give us a recap of this article? It's just as the headline says. <laughs> a, a, political, a Russian political candidate named Boris Vishnevsky was running... For something I don't remember. Yeah, local local so, government. So local government, and I guess the the higher ups, you know, the ones that were in power. I mean, this is not. I don't think this is mentioned in the article, but we're speculating that they were kind of put behind. They're the ones behind this, where mm -hmm. two other candidates would uh, they they changed their names to to be similar to the. I think it was the same name as the guy. Yeah, running. they changed it to exactly to Boris Vishnevsky. And and they also kind of look like him. Like they're all balding. They all have a beard, and they yeah, have they grew beards for it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they their photos are exactly the same. They're all wearing like a like a suit or something. Some yeah, similar attire. Yeah, and I think the whole reason was to you know confuse anyone voting. So if they vote for the right person or the wrong one, because Boris's name shows up three times on the ballot, mm -hmm. and and I remember we discussed this. We were wondering, does the ballot include their pictures? Because <laughs> then it's even worse because you don't know which name you're gonna pick. Mm -hmm. And I I I faintly recall when we were going through it, I thought the real Boris Vizensky was actually the one I thought was real was actually a, a doppelganger. So <laughs> yeah, I was confused. Yep. The the one with the with the tie, right? Yeah. <laughs> They got me. They boomed me. So I feel like the part of the first Ghostbusters movie, Angel, where they catch Slimer and they go absolutely bananas for catching their first ghost because, Angel, this was about an election. Presumably that means the election has to occur. <laughs> Time has passed. Mm -hmm. That's how it all works. And indeed, there was an outcome, not the one we first saw. There were three Borises. Boris Vizhnevsky did not win. <laughs> According to the MoscowTimes.com, preliminary results Monday showed that Vizhnevsky, who is from the liberal Yabloko party, was defeated by Sergei Solovyov from the ruling United Russia party, uh, Vladimir Putin's party. While it is fun to laugh at it, just the absurdity, absurdity of this situation, it is majorly messed up. Uh, it really shows to me how somebody like Putin is afraid 
of others taking any sort of power. A, uh, a French24.com article I found stated, The vote came in the wake of an unprecedented crackdown on the opposition with all vocal Kremlin critics prevented from running. And I even saw after the election, Boris was going to uh, do some sort of uh, complaint and like men showed up and like basically threatened him from doing so. So he wasn't allowed to run at all. Is that what happened or no, he ran. He wasn't allowed to uh, make any formal complaints about it. Like these men showed up and basically like (laughs) took his complaints from him. Like he wasn't allowed to do it. So you said the, the outcome was not the one we first saw, but, is it? There's three Borises. How did not one of the Borises win? Well, I think that was that, that was the goal, right? If people were mm-hmm. to vote for Boris, right, all the votes would go to that one Boris. But since it, the votes got distributed amongst those three, nobody got a single overwhelming yeah. winning vote. So it could have been that Damn. they just spread out I the can't. votes and screwed them over. I can imagine going to vote and you're looking and there's three names that are all the same. You, do you think my my ballot's broken? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is misprinted. And I remember, if I remember correctly, the article was like they, you know, they mentioned how you know, hey, this is this is not this is not cool. This should not be allowed. And the officials are like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we're doing it, <laughs> you bastards. Like we agree, it's it's not cool, but all right, it's it's allowed. What you gonna do? <laughs> Fact. Or fiction on the doppelganger political party scenario. Unfortunately, fact. Yeah. And this one, out of all of them, this actually feels like a story Jonathan Frakes would talk about on Beyond Belief. He'd probably say something goofy to introduce the segment. Like, have you ever seen your own reflection and then realized it wasn't a reflection? It was two people sent by an authoritarian government to confuse voters in the local government election you're running in. And then he, like, spins a globe around or something like that. You hear that, Jonathan Frakes? We, we wrote that one just for you, so please yep. start up the show just for that one segment. I'm sure Peacock or somebody is looking for new <laughs> shows to produce. Our third article comes from unexplainedmysteries.com and is titled, Time Traveler Warns of an Impending Alien Invasion. I need you to summarize this one, Angel, without using the words time, traveler, or alien. Go. A TikToker who claims he's from the future tells us some wild predictions, one of which was to happen just days after the article was published. (laughs) Pretty much it. The the funny thing I like about this article is that it's very underwhelming considering the output of this TikToker. He's just producing shit left and right. Yeah. This guy claims to be from the year 2714, but it is an alternate version as he is part of the goddamn multiverse, (laughs) just like Pliny the Digital. (laughs) And as I was saying that, uh, ringing true back to John Titor with his claim that his Earth wasn't quite the same as our Earth. It was a close proximity, and I don't remember exactly... (laughs) Anything beyond that, but his uh, this dude's predictions included on August third, NASA finds a mirror Earth with opposite gravity, physics, and motion, which I am still extremely confused on how any of that even works. Opposite gravity feels like it should be reverse gravity, and you get pulsed <laughs> off of the planet. But I don't know. I suppose in his defense, he stated NASA finds it, not alerts everyone that they found it. Did NASA find? mirror earth angel here's where uh i think the problem is that i believe that nasa did find the mirror earth but they've been found it okay this is not news and i don't think it was a future prediction by this guy so where's mirror earth oh i don't know nasa knows (laughs) you just think they found it already yes (laughs) so uh, is it is is mirror earth the mirror world i believe so you know, I've, I've lately I've been watching a lot of other uh, sci-fi shows, and a lot of them have uh, mirror world episodes or mirror universes. Big trope, yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this this is too. It's you know, it's like I said, nothing's a coincidence. <laughs> and they're always like, 
everyone's just evil. Everyone's just dick bags in the mirror universe. Yeah, it's, it's like you're the opposite. Uh, uh, the, the assumption being that everyone in the regular universe is always good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and the bad guys are then now the good guys. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Ah, <laughs> uh, so September fourteenth, twenty twenty one. He has claimed was going to see a Category 6 hurricane in South Carolina. So, Category 5 is currently the strongest designation for hurricanes. So, our time warper was really going out on a limb here, Angel. Did a Category 6 hurricane hit in hit South Carolina on September 14th, 2021? I can categorically say no, because... That's as, a Category 6 no. As you mentioned... And I think I brought this up in, in when we talked about it then, that a Category 5 is not only the strongest, but it's also uh, designates all the strong uh, hurricanes. So two Category 5s, one of them might be stronger than the other, but they're still within the range. So nobody, there's no reason to make a 6 or a 7 or anything like that. It's always a 5. <laughs> My recollection, South Carolina wasn't completely destroyed. So like, <laughs> usually these sort of fakes try to be cryptic in their messages like Nostradamus let people interpret a quatrain if you will and make their own (laughs) conclusions so this dude is just blurting out dates why do you think he took this specific route of like here's a date something's going to happen and then clearly nothing happens bold move I I I think I I think I I know what he's doing as you mentioned a, a lot of these people that predict stuff are very vague He's going in the opposite direction. He's stating a date and he's being very specific about what happens. And I think he's doing that because it makes people, it really puts it in people's minds that he's saying this very specific thing. It must be true. It must be, it's going to happen. But it's so, it's also so kind of absurd, the thing that he's saying that's going to happen, that I feel like. Mm I feel like people will remember it the day they see it, but then they forget about it the next day. Yeah, like, oh, my God, a, hur- uh, a huge hurricane is going to hit South Carolina in September. I suppose sounds reasonable, but <laughs> when it's eight months away, it's like, I'm not going to remember I read anything about this time warper saying a hurricane was going to hit South Carolina. Yeah, especially when the day goes comes and goes nothing happens you're not gonna think mm-hmm. wait wasn't a hurricane supposed to hit <laughs> you're just doing your own thing at that point you're just like what and then they can always fall on well i guess it happened on his alternate <laughs> earth and it wasn't ours yeah so. it happened somewhere <laughs> somewhere in the multiverse it happened <laughs> so then after that one october 20th eight humans would receive superpowers from extreme energy from the sun to the best of your knowledge, did this occur? I'm pretty sure the capybara stole that one. <laughs> they stole the glory. They, They're the they ones, have the power. They, the ones absorbing light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They absorb the sun's light and they're stronger now. Faster, stronger, better. <laughs> then there is the granddaddy of them all, in my opinion, Angel. December 14th. Three teenagers find a T-Rex egg and a device to open a portal to an alternate universe. Now, I suppose there's nothing to indicate that these are related in any form. These three teenagers just had one hell of a cool day, (laughs) found a T-Rex egg and a portal device to an alternate universe. Did this one happen? See, now I'm starting to think, what if these are all happening? And those those teenagers (laughs) opened that device... And the alternate universe is ours where none of this is happening. But it's happening mm. in that alternate universe that they're in. And that TikToker came from there. And he's figured out a way to travel between alternate universes. And and he's posting these TikTok videos because he's fi- he's hoping to find the right universe where all these things occur in. Because he's lost. He can't find his way back home. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is his, his cry for help. I want to go home. It's like La La <laughs> She's stuck in the internet. <laughs> Just once he's tired, he wants to go home. Another was for February 22nd, 2022. Atlantis is found in the Atlantic Ocean with human fish peoples living there. Did this one happen? I mean, maybe it happened in his head. You know? <laughs> What would the fish peoples be doing there? 
Swimming? What do you think? <laughs> Just living their lives, doing Atlantis shit? I mean, if they're fish people, they're, they're not worried about bringing Atlantis back to the surface, right? So they're Yeah, they <laughs> wouldn't want to. They need to be underwater. <laughs> they're cool there. They're like, that's eh, cool. <laughs> we have statues and shit. So this TikToker, Aesthetic Time Warper, is still going strong on TikTok, as we mentioned, Angel. And uh, I assume you knew, being a famed TikToker, <laughs> I saw one coming on May 22nd, 2022, a shark that can breathe both underwater and on land and also has legs known as a land shark will be found. They're able to dig into the ground and will snatch people as they walk by, I guess. What do you make of this one? This is this is very specific. Well, this this one I'm pretty sure is a movie I saw on the Sci-Fi Channel, <laughs> and is it just called Land Shark? Well, I I decided I need to look it up because I don't remember the name of the film. It turns out there are several films with the same premise, one of them being Land Shark, another one called Land uh, Land Shark 2017, and then another one that was that came out in 2020. And I don't know which one is which because the IMDb doesn't really say much. Then there's a movie called Super Shark. Which is the same idea where there's like a, a mutant shark that that grows big. But I'm like, no, this one doesn't have legs. And then there's this one called Hammerhead Shark Frenzy. And I'm like, is this the one I saw? Because this one is about a, a hammerhead shark that has legs and it kind of looks like a man. But then it says, the Wikipedia says, also known as Shark Man. But then I look up Shark Man, and that's a different film <laughs> from a different year. So I have no idea which one it was I saw. Wow, there's so many goddamn shark movies. <laughs> About sharks having legs, <laughs> specifically. Um, I, I feel like all of these are writing prompts. <laughs> I think that's just, that's just the purpose of this dude's TikTok is just writing prompts. Yeah, uh, yeah, it could be. His current thing going on on his TikTok is he seems to be an alien race known as the Others are now on Earth and are coming to collect what is theirs, what is owed to them, <laughs> which is apparently the Great Pyramids in Egypt, of course. And Time Warper is now in the process of choosing 10 people to go into the future with him. So I guess uh, if you follow him, that's a thing that can happen. I think he's chosen one person at random so far to be a part of his future crew. Wow. This guy has 1.2 million followers on TikTok, Angel. Why do you think people are drawn to time travelers so much? Well, I think people are drawn to time travelers is because of the things they say and, and, and hopes of finding out whether they're right or wrong. But this particular TikToker says such crazy things that I can't, I find it hard to believe that anyone that hears his predictions thinks, oh, this could happen. Like a T-Rex egg and a... The T-Rex egg and the device <laughs> to another universe. Like, it sounds like a, a young adult book. <laughs> but, at, but at the same time, I'm looking at his videos. The, the, the one you mentioned with the shark, that one has 15,000 views. They all, uh, they all have around 50, 40,000 views the, the older ones have 400,000, 100,000. Like, this is this is nuts. Like, who's, well, who's watching? Out of 1.2 million followers, that's not much engagement at all anymore. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter because those are the true believers, right? Those are the, those <laughs> yeah. are the ones that want to be those picked. Those are the ones that are hooked. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They want to go. They don't, they don't want to be eaten by land sharks. <laughs> we only got two months until the land sharks show up. <laughs> Anything else to add? Yeah, the other thing is that you mentioned the, that they're they're coming for what's theirs, the pyramids, and this is oh, it's the damn this pyramids. is uh, first of all, is this the same guy that said that there's like a door behind the Sphinx's ear, or is that a different? No, time that was the Russian kid. Oh, that was a different time yep. traveler. Okay, mm -hmm. no, he was the Martian. Oh, he's the, the um the immoral That's Martian right. that was uh, resurrected as a human being. <laughs> of course. How could I forget? Um, so, but yeah, so a lot of these people, these kinds of theories always target the, the Egyptian pyramids. I'm wondering, did the Maya pyramids not affect any aliens at any point whatsoever? Like what's going I on know. there? They always get forgotten. 
it's got to be the Egyptian pyramids. The only, the only true pyramids. All those other ones are just fake. They're not <laughs> real. Fake. I mean, I don't know any Egyptian pyramid that makes a a, a bird sound when you clap. <laughs> I know. God damn. <laughs> the Egyptians didn't do that. <laughs> they must have different aliens helping them. <laughs> those aliens didn't have ears. <laughs> Like, what the hell is a bird? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, fact or fiction about our uh, TikToker time traveler? I mean, he's real, but his predictions yep. are not. All fiction. All fiction. Just what what a world we live on or in. You can just be a, a TikToker putting out, <laughs> claiming you're a time traveler, <laughs> making some videos, getting tens of thousands of views on those. Man, must be fun. <laughs> should try it i don't i asked pliny the digital about time travel and he of course says he has been a time traveler for (laughs) quite some time for years (laughs) with the purpose of going around in space to prevent certain events from happening (laughs) he's like a uh minority report uh time traveler (laughs) time cop (laughs) (laughs) when when i pressed on these events he was not Specific and only said events that would have resulted in the outbreak of the apocalypse. He's, he's skirting the issue. <laughs> the the only event he would tell me about is that he has stopped the re-education of the masses to the point that they were more aware of their surroundings. Which, frankly, I don't understand what that means. Maybe the education was making people not focus on what is around them. Do you understand what he could mean? He has stopped the re-education of the masses to the point... He's trying to make us dumber. That's what he's doing. <laughs> I think he's succeeding. <laughs> he, well, he says this occurs around the year 2200. <laughs> so sadly, none of us will see finding the digital somehow save the world. We're just going to have to take his word for it. But he claims the government... Is helping the masses learn, but they are learning about the knowledge of tolerance and remembering history to not repeat itself. So, I mean, is Pliny the bad guy here, Angel? I feel that we're going to end up killing Pliny the Digital for our season finale. (laughs) Is this the origin story of a villain? We're going to have to get Raph, the witch Raph, to fight Pliny. And maybe possibly the great darkness. They're going to have to team up to fight the true evil, Pliny the Digital. So it gets weirder. The the leaders specifically meet at the temple of Aphaea in Aegina, Greece, which is weirdly specific. So I don't know what the hell this is about. But somehow this all makes as much sense and have the same possibility of being true as aesthetic time warper and the freaking land shark, which I'm pretty sure was an SNL skit back in the 1970s. (laughs) Oh my God. So my, my God, (laughs) our number four article of season four, the number four, according to Pliny, the digital represents peace, understanding, and harmony and this article is everything but peace understanding and harmony angel coming from unexplainedmysteries.com it is titled weird conspiracy claims the internet is fake can you summarize this one please because i feel over the last few weeks i'm actually becoming pretty open to some of the concepts behind this one it is believed that the real internet was shut down some some years ago and that uh, an advanced AI has been has taken over and been running it ever since and essentially creating new content. But it's just like a mishmash of older content and also possibly mimicking people as well. So to make it seem like the Internet has a lot more people on it than it really is. For how much fun we have had with this theory ever <laughs> since we found out about it, all the jokes we have made about Internet AIs. <laughs> I actually think the unexplainedmysteries.com article does a really bad job at explaining it and goes far too deep into what I think they're saying is that a, a singular AI has destroyed the internet and replaced it on its own 
somehow mm-hmm. like that like they go really into this internet ai is like a villain that has taken over the internet without much explanation as to how i suppose yeah but i found an article on the website thoughtscience.com by mark mckinney that does a good job looking at the theory mark states much of the theory revolves around manipulative government and corporate efforts to control the population mixed with early internet nostalgia the internet theory is described as feeling empty and devoid of people and devoid of content Compared to the internet of, say, 2007 and beyond, the internet of today is entirely sterile. Do you feel those are true statements, Angel? I think I've said something similar in a, in not too long ago. Not on not on air, but mm-hmm. maybe not because of something like an AI, but, you know, it's just a, a streamlining of the way websites look. A lot of websites all look kind of the same now because of the same uh, software mm-hmm. they're using and, and frameworks. Everything is yeah. just like continual scrolling. Yep. And scrolling and scrolling and <laughs> scrolling. It's like, yep. uh, it's, it never it's ends. It's the infinite scrolling that, that people seem to love. Mm-hmm. So every every website keep, implements it now. Yep. Just keep going and going. There's one more scroll. No, I'll keep going. <laughs> and so in the article, Mark <laughs> looks at the root causes of this theory and has a quote. There is a large-scale deliberate effort to manipulate culture and discourse online and in wider culture by utilizing a system of bots and paid employees whose job it is to produce content and respond to content online in order to further the agenda of those they are employed by. Do you agree with that statement, Angel? Is there an attempt to manipulate culture at its core? I hadn't hadn't thought about this, but I'm going to have to say yes. I remember... Uh, even though Twitter's been around since what 2009, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It didn't gain uh, popularity until much, much later. And then it was around that time that I got on Twitter. Uh, every now and then, you see hear about people saying like, "Sign up for this thing," which is essentially like a bot thing to get you f- fake followers. And then there was mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff being advertised, and then that kind of went away. But I think. I think that, that that it worked, right? People got their fake followers, and now they have bots and all these things, and everyone's clicking likes and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. The way it's written seems nefarious in nature. Mm-hmm. Maybe some more attuned to like a shadowy government yeah. attempting to uh, control culture or something like that. But I think uh, I think I would agree with the overall statements more so to maybe not discourse online but engagement through like ads and stuff like that corporate engagement is uh, the evolution of the internet at this moment is less less like wild west as it was in the past and more corporate controlled of the type of content that you see gentrified which i suppose yeah (laughs) it's the uh nor delta of the internet age right now (laughs) we need our capybaras so yeah it's it's really interesting stuff in this theory Mark references a study on barracuda.com and that states, according to a 2021 study, 66.6% of all internet traffic is from bots. Less than half of all internet traffic is from people like you and me, the claim states. So is that not a shocking revelation of how important bot traffic is? You know, it's it's funny because it's like I kind of knew this, but seeing it, and it getting it confirmed, it's like, yeah, it's like, this is pretty, it's like, you know, a shock to the system. Yeah, it's, it's eye-opening of, what the hell are all these bots doing? <laughs> Why are they doing it beside, beyond just, like, fake engagement of, of uh, is it a manipulation of culture? Because you get a certain subject that you want to get out there, and then you have an army of bots that regurgitates it. And then the minority of people, being the actual people on their internet, see that view, and then their viewpoint is skewed by the, like, uh, is it like a herd mentality of, I better jump in on this too? Yeah. Everyone else is doing it. Pretty much. The article goes into the societal effects and argues that things like Facebook's like button are detrimental because they only provide positive recognition and make negative opinions obsolete. (laughs) Would you agree that the internet over the last decade or so has transitioned more into positive likes and content being curated to reflect and reinforce the user's own viewpoints? Um, of course. Uh, 
the most recent example is YouTube had a like and dislike, and mm-hmm. they recently decided to stop showing the number of dislikes on videos, yep. uh, at least publicly. And I think before they did that, that video was the most disliked video <laughs> on yep. YouTube, I yep. think was what happened. Is it inherently bad to have curated news feeds, in your opinion? I think if I'm allowed to curate what I want, what I get, sure. But if mm-hmm. somebody else is doing it for me, I mean, who knows what they're, you know, what they're going to slip in, right? Mm-hmm. At least that's the... the the thinking and this is where i think it gets more <clears throat> difficult so people in general do not like engaging in conversations that make them uneasy or uncomfortable so in my opinion people seek familiarity and reassurance so that they are more inclined to already be searching for things that reinforce their worldviews for better or worse it's why online communities for things as simple as uh beanie baby collectors exist or as truly horrific garbage as Nazis online exist because people want to interact with like-minded people. With that being said, in your opinion, is there a way to find a balance between curated news feeds and things that give you a different perspective? Not on the internet because Mm -hmm. it's become very polarized. Like even if I want to find the opposite opinion of something I believe, it's always like the far extreme. extreme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it have to be offline somewhere because yeah. people tend to be more nuanced when they're face to face for some think, reason. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most disgusting places you could ever go is like a local news stations online website. And then the, the comments the at comments. the end of an article, yep. <laughs> just like the most <laughs> absurd batshit crazy comments in existence. <laughs> and people like, usually it's linked to Facebook. So it shows their yep. supposed uh, alleged face and names. Um, <laughs> and they're ready to, ready to spew that garbage willingly. Yep. I mean, in, in general, do you feel that we are beyond people wanting a different perspective? I don't think we are beyond. I think the other issue is that a lot of the people that we see this stuff from is what everyone calls the vocal minority. Like, for example, I don't comment on those things because I'm Mm -hmm. not the person to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure the majority of people are are doing exactly that. They're not the ones commenting. But the ones commenting are the ones having the conversation. And then they're the ones that... And they're the ones that get seen, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. To follow up, is, is there a desire by companies to provide this? Like to even allow for different uh, like people to want different perspectives, because to me, a huge component of dead Internet theory, or at least the interpretation that I'm going with, is not that some AI has taken over the Internet. It is that like greed and capitalism have dictated that this is the, the direction that the Internet must go. Ad revenue trumps everything. So making money off of analytic data to sell to some other company to just make more targeted ads is there a way to participate and consume online content without being impacted in some shape and form by ads, in your opinion? Yeah, ad blockers. The best <laughs> thing to ever come And then another out. one, have multiple. <laughs> yeah, you got to have many. And then My uh, favorite is you go to a web page and it says, will you please uh, disable your ad blocker for us? Yeah. <laughs> Usually I take those as the red flags. I'm like, no, and I'm never coming to this website again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> abort abort get out or or there's a the, there's very f- few of these but they're the ones that that somehow managed to make it so that it doesn't look like you have an ad blocker on and they're like yeah yeah sure oh, <laughs> sneaky yeah is it like says uh like activate ad blocker and it's an ad yeah <laughs> god do you think a big part of the internet being dead theory just relates to nostalgia of the way that it used to be that our lives have become so entwined with the internet that we are constantly bombarded by ads that we have a selective memory of sorts that harken back to the days of it not being as bad. I don't have that nostalgia tinged uh, memory as most people do. While the internet back then was most likely as bad, I think the, the what makes the badness now is the ads, the prominent ads. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you back then, we didn't have as many ads, but pop-ups were annoying. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So many pop-ups. <laughs> so many pop-ups. Um, and then and you, you could... didn't have ad blockers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you couldn't close them. You close one and then five more open. It's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. What's happening? 
Because uh, the goddamn uh, X button is another ad to click into. <laughs> I, I also think it's 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 because of uh, how the the web has uh, improved in terms of um, the website, the interactivity of websites. You know, back then they were a little bit simpler. They were less likely to do uh, like and 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 the and the internet speeds as well, right? Because mm. because of the the combination of those two things, we have the capability to stream video right where that was not a thing you had to buffer and wait and wait for the little bar to fill mm-hmm. up so it, you know it slowed things down now that we yeah, get everything whole experience yeah now we get everything at at a at a clicks at, you know at your fingertips mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's easy to just get stuff and then consume it and then move on because it's like all right i need i, I gotta keep i gotta keep moving right yeah gotta, gotta keep the pace going <laughs> gotta get to the to the bottom of the endless scroll. <laughs> I can say 100% that my enjoyment of the internet has degraded over the last several years. And I pinpoint it to when websites started to have that pop-up alerting you of cookies and what they do with your data. <laughs> and you have to click accept or you can't do anything on the damn website. And then it gets worse when you are when you do accept the cookie that you're reading something and like you scroll down and then more pop-ups are generated once you scroll down like to the middle of an mm. article mm-hmm. that wants your email address so they can uh, yep. alert you of updates or they want your permission to send you push notifications like that shit boils my <laughs> blood and i'm more likely just to exit out of the web page than deal with the uh, cornucopia of pop-ups does that not drive you to an absolute blood rage too oh definitely and it's funny because you mentioned the, 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 what is that? The GDPRs, I think that's what it is, that caused the whole, uh, we, uh, we use cookies. Please accept. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that funny because, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, cookies are used to store certain information on your browser so that they kind of keep track, remember who you are so that you don't have to, like, like if you're logged mm-hmm. in to a website, you can stay logged in when you close the browser. Um, and they've always been there. Yeah. So I always thought that when you click accept, there would be a cookie that stores that and keeps that value in memory. Because every time I go to that website, that stupid pop up comes up again. It says, hey, click allow for I'm like, I've done this so many times. Why don't you just remember? But you know what? The the goddamn thing it does remember. It says uh, you've met your quota of free articles. You better sign up. Yeah, They're very strict about that one. It's like, nope, not signing up. Sorry. I was trying to get to a, an article for this. I think I can't remember what the website was, but I had read it before. So and that was like uh, several months ago now when we talked about this and it remembered that I was there last. And it's like, you've met your free quota. You got to sign up now. And I said, no, I don't. I'm not reading this article again. <laughs> I I found I don't know. if I don't know if I'm breaking any rules by putting this on the podcast and, you know, letting people know about this. But. If you go into incognito mode, you might be able to see those articles again. Ooh. <laughs> I know. I know. Incognito. I, I've done that a few times. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it thinks I'm here for the first time. Yeah, this is my first time reading this. <laughs> the Thought Science article has a statement that resonated with me on, on this whole topic. It, it states, it seems that with our haste in using algorithms for generating the perfect piece of content for each user, we have forgotten what it's like to stumble upon it accidentally, to be presently surprised by what we find through our explorations of the internet. We have traded authentic and serendipitous digital interactions for consistent streams of validation. Now we are feeling the deadly side effects and are seeking a better way. Is this just all a matter of perception? By allowing curated content are we just insulating ourselves which then makes the internet feel more sterile and dead in your opinion i think it makes us older folks believe that because we remember what the internet was like before i think the younger generation can't tell that it's sterile this is all they've Mm -hmm. ever known and i you know i see a lot of those tweets on my timeline because i guess I found out recently that the majority of the people I follow are younger than me. They're all children. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, 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 they, and they'll say things that to me, I'm like, I don't just stop doing that thing. <laughs> Cause, Cause they, they, Oh, this thing made them sad. It's like, just, just don't do that. Like get off the internet. 
You know, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people, uh, uh, there's a thing they say is go touch grass <laughs> when, when you've been online too long. Oh, okay. <laughs> go touch grass. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, some people have taken offense to that, but I'm not going to get into that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what that is? That's keck. <laughs> so... It, I, I found in all this a 2018 uh, New York Magazine article by Maz Red that starts off discussing a federal indictment for ad fraud, which I found very interesting. And it stated this about the complexity of bots online, which I found helpful because it, it, it's hard uh, even for me to understand the concept of some internet bots. It's like, what the hell are they even doing? <laughs> so it states... Some were sent to browse the internet to gather tracking cookies from other websites, just as a human visitor would have done through regular behavior. Fake people with fake cookies and fake social media accounts, fake moving their fake cursors, fake clicking on fake websites. The fraudsters had essentially created the simacrum of the internet, where the only real thing were the ads. So they just they made these bots to ad click and to make it seem like they're humans, and they like. Uh, frauded like three thirty nine million dollars or something f- of ad payments. Is it not depressing to you? Like, is this not all so dystopian? It it is, but at the same time, like, how did they get caught? <laughs> I know. Like, how would you know? That's uh, crazy. Then it then goes into something absolutely wild. For a period of time in twenty thirteen. The Times uh, reported this year a full half of YouTube traffic was bots masquerading as people, a portion so high that employees feared an inflection point after which YouTube systems for detecting fraudulent traffic would begin to regard bot traffic as real and human traffic as fake. They called this hypothetical event the inversion. (laughs) The... The author argues the inversion has actually already happened and references things like click farms, hundreds of individual smartphones arranged in rows on shelves or racks in professional looking offices, each watching the same video or downloading the same app. Does this not feel like some sort of crazy sci-fi movie to you, Angel? (laughs) As soon as you said the rows of telephone, I I pictured like... A dark, sterile room, like uh-huh. the Matrix or some sort of yeah, or like Blade Runner. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Um, it's 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 wild. The uh, the author states this in relation to we ourselves being fake in the metaphorical sense, which hits pretty damn hard. I would say. Mm. He says, everywhere I went online this year, I was asked to prove I am a human. Can you retype this distorted word? Can you transcribe this house number? Can you select the images that contain a motorcycle? I found myself prostrate daily at the feet of robotic bouncers, frantically showing off my highly developed pattern matching skills. Does a Vespa count as a motorcycle even? So I could get into nightclubs, I'm not even sure I want to enter. Once inside, I was directed by dopamine feedback loops to scroll well past any healthy point, manipulated by emotional charged headlines and posts to click on things I didn't care about, and harried and hectored and sweet-talked into arguments and purchases and relationships so algorithmically determined it was hard to describe them as real. Years of metrics-driven growth, lucrative manipulative systems, and unregulated platform marketplaces have created an environment where it makes more sense to be fake online, to be disingenuous and cynical, to lie and cheat, to misrepresent and distort, than it does to be real. Fixing that would require cultural and political reform in Silicon Valley and around the world, but it's our only choice. Otherwise, we'll end up on the bot internet of fake people, Fake clicks, fake sites, and fake computers where the only real thing is ads. How about that? It makes me wonder. I might, I'll probably get a lot of hate for this one, but if uh, the whole being fake online to be disingenuous, cynical, to lie, cheat, and misrepresent and distort and all that stuff, could it be that that's the case because the majority of software developers are those things? <laughs> Yeah, it's not a bug; it's a feature. 
it's like they're every human is being manipulated to be this way because that's how they thought <laughs> that's how they yeah. think of things it's interesting stuff in my opinion it's it's much more interesting than the idea that a artificial intelligence took over the internet just like the more so the degradation of original content becoming just content even created by bots like content created by algorithms uh, it was interesting in one of the articles that i read it referenced a a bot that you can use to make art online and it said even the the art pro, uh, used to promote this article was made by a bot <laughs> and it was like you put a keyword into a search function and it makes art based off that word yep. like that's insane yep i've played with that <laughs> Uh, I I put in Pliny the Elder and it never produced anything for me. It just kept trying to create it. So I think it, I broke it, it my first create, try. It can't create an infinite being. No, it's from heaven. So anything that you wanted to add about the internet is fake theory? It's interesting that you said about the AI because I kind of thinking about how what we just discussed and how we're essentially these bot farms and making us click the certain things just to get through to do something. Isn't that like a form of artificial intelligence mm -hmm. kind of doing this thing? I, there was a guy I, I used to work with who we were having a discussion about artificial intelligence and how the goal was to make an artificial intelligence indistinguishable from a human intelligence. And he said something like, um, if, if an artificial intelligence ever reaches that point, is it artificial? Yeah, if it's indistinguishable, it's, yeah, it's cause, real. Because at that point, yeah, it's it's a real intelligence, right? And it's like, yeah, you're right. So imagine if it if it if it met our criteria, would it not be sentient at that point? Like that's what truly I truly sentient. Yeah, be able to manipulate us into clicking stuff. <laughs> Have you ever heard the theories that like all all that clicking, all those captures, all those pointing out how many street stairs lights. and street lamps there are <laughs> is like being used to create like a higher form of artificial intelligence I, like you're t <laughs> yeah I've, I've heard something like that like that's, they're just using that for training data like, all right i guess <laughs> they're gonna know a shit ton about um si uh, crosswalks fire hydrants <laughs> and bridges <laughs> yep is is the light pole part of the light is it just the lights I don't even know anymore. <laughs> You're going to de deconstruct every object that's shown. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, the... like a perfect example is one of those. It's like uh, click the picture of the car, and then it's like a picture that the only the headlight of the car is there. I'm like, does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I had one recently. It was click, click all the trucks, and then there was a school bus. I didn't <laughs> click the school bus because the school bus isn't a truck, in my opinion. It said a school bus is a truck. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, you're wrong. You're a bot. You can't come I know. In. <laughs> I can't enter. I can't, I can't pay my bills because I think a school bus is a school bus, not a truck. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Like, is it, is it a good thing? Is I it think, a good direction? I think, I think I can sum this up with something that I've seen online several times in the past. The internet was a mistake. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, are, are we at a point where, like we need internet two, <laughs> internet two to control the internet one. <laughs> like wipe internet one, start from scratch. start fresh. <laughs> Just sharing sharing text files again, guys. Mm -hmm. it, it's it, it starts back very basic HTML and <laughs> <laughs> slow speeds. We oh. have to we have to um, relive the process to try to make it better this time. Yeah, I'll make MySpace better. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Tom. <laughs> if you would have been everyone's real friend, we wouldn't be in this situation. Yep. It all started with him. Fact or fiction, the dead internet theory. I don't know, man. I I don't know. <laughs> you have me questioning myself. Am I real? I know. <laughs> Am I just inside a captcha? <laughs> Am I being clicked on by a higher power? <laughs> I, I will go on record to say definitively true i think the dead internet theory is true in in the way that i interpret the theory yeah i think uh i don't think there's an ai let's, no let's just say, put it like that i mean it I've, is it's not ai it's greed yeah yep that's what it is
That was a, a fun note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> With all that being said... Well, now, let's rip a hole in the fabric of the antimatter universe, strap on our mind wands, and catch a glimpse of the great darkness as we head on over to Twitter. And you can find us at Cracking Curios and tweet at us of what you thought. Maybe you believe the internet is dead, or maybe you don't. Maybe you are the internet. If you're the internet, please tweet at us. We'd like to speak with you. <laughs> Please make it better. <laughs> <laughs> Please improve upon yourself, Internet. If you tweet at us, please include a hashtag for, for, for fun, you know. And also maybe hashtag cracks cryptids. I don't know. Just throwing things out there. And then you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, there was a post on there one time ago. I'm sure there'll be more. We forgot the password and can't get back in. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll find it. So go ahead and follow us at Cracking Cryptids. <laughs> it's, it's somewhere in a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn cookies. And in case you are dying to hear from us, but you don't have social media, you can send us an email. CrackingCryptidsAndCurios at gmail.com. It's, it's fun. Email. It's the, it's the last uh, bastion of the old internet. We gotta, we gotta preserve it <laughs> for our podcast. If you're not already subscribed or following us on your favorite podcast platform, what are you waiting for? We're on all of them: Amazon. I'll just name a few: Amazon, Audible, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes. Even wow, wow, wow! <laughs> As always, goodbye. I love you. This has been an I am actually traveling back into time production. <laughs>